welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. On this episode, it's a special episode as we're going to be talking about the new The Batman. I watched a shitty Piper movie. What are you talking about? Fresh. This one's fresh. Well, you told me you were watching that shitty Roddy Roddy Piper movie. Yeah. And then this guy decided to show up. And then all of a sudden, you guys like, he's back. We're not doing the movie anymore. So but I didn't, this wasn't in my email group. I watched a Rowdy Roddy Piper movie. I'm not prepared for anything Wait, else. We watched the uh, we watched that Lou Diamond Phillips movie about the bats, right? Yeah, yeah, the Fucking one on the I, highway. I know that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. Shit. <laughs> I don't know the movie what it's called, but I know it's called it. I knew exactly it's what bats. movie you were talking yeah. about, though. Like, I think it's bats. overwhelmed by like vampire bats or something. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But, um, that's like a TBS special movie, wasn't it? <laughs> it was at least sci-fi. It had a theatrical release. It did. Also, I just, uh, I love me some Lou Diamond Phillips. Oh, LDP, dude. You down with LDP? Yeah, fuck, you know me. That sounds like an SNL sketch from like 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you? No, but we're not talking about bats. I think there might be an actual franchise, but we're talking about the Batman. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marcelli. Sparkly Batman. <laughs> and the man that, that the chosen one, the prodigal son, has returned. He's still above average. It's Keith Sweatland. Speaking I mean, of which, Keith, we sent you to the Ukraine to fix things. Fix and it. things seem like not fixed. <laughs> so, all right. So I show up. <laughs> there I am. I've got a fucking box of chocolates in one hand and some roses in the other and i show up and i'm just there to make some peace and um i Did used you go the wrong fork the, no i went to the i was at the dinner of delegates that's what they call it there and um i used the salad fork on my spaghetti here we are <laughs> oh, so ah it's like that dude trying to murder some random guy in the maldives led to world war one You've led yep. to the invasion of the Ukraine using a salad fork on your spaghetti. Thank you, Keith. Yeah. Thank you, Keith. Yeah, but no, it's uh, I'm I'm happy to be back. Um, ready to talk some talking Batman. Hell yeah! That was, a, that, that, was a, that was an interesting one. So this movie came out March fourth of the 2022, directed by Matt Reeves. You may uh, know his movies such as the uh, 2008's Cloverfield. I still need a to big watch fan. that. I hear a lot uh, of good about that. I want to, we, that'll probably be a series we do at some point. There's been three movies in that. Yeah. Yes. 2014's War for the Planet of the Apes and then 2017's Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And That's the, the second and third one. Yes. He did the, the last two. The listeners I really like the see, second one. I still haven't I'm seen a, the third one. <laughs> because I've got a really good bit. You could not okay, talk about the bit. The bit is I'm not doing the Roddy Piper movie. That's the bit. No, okay, hold on. Check this one out, guys. Try this. I forgot about Keith's bits. It's been a month, and I missed uh, missed them so much. Now, settle in, settle in. You're about to have your minds blown about how funny this reference is. So pretend uh, the the listeners can't see, but I'm actually an ape, and I'm holding one stick, and I'm breaking it really easily, but then I hold several sticks, and I don't break it as easily. Okay. Is that a reference to the movie that we're not breaking down? 
Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Oh my guys. god! <laughs> hey, I'm, you... I'm, I'm I'm loose. I'm, 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 I've done this in a while. All yeah, right? you're loose. You've been using use lube. <laughs> you go to uselube.com to get yourself loose. Yeah, I really got to lube up these bits. <laughs> lube them up. I mean, I'll be honest. That was pretty much on par with your normal bits. So. That was, a, I, that was a, okay. Okay, he's okay. It was he's a plan enough. To, it was a plan to the apes reference. Oh no, we got the reference. <laughs> <laughs> well, we asked you. We asked you, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking it was." But Keith, don't worry, you can get the 4K trilogy for them for like 20 bucks. So I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, you will. You will I mean, do. You it. will when we <laughs> do that franchise because I'll probably pick that eventually. Only if we yeah. watch the Mark Wahlberg one. Uh, what? No. Wow. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Isn't hell that technically yeah. alternate universe? Like that's still actually attached to the universe of the original run of yes. the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. He just yeah. went to an alternate there's, timeline or something. Charleston Heston is in as an ape. So <laughs> you say Charleston Heston? Charleston Heston. <laughs> the, the, the candy. The Charleston that's his. Bar. That's his real name, Keith. Did you yeah. not? That that's his real name. Charleston. But Charlton we're not Heston. talking about Planet of the Apes. We're talking about The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, Colin Farrell, Paul Dano, John Turturro, and Andy Serkis. Here's a big surprise. A movie that Colin Farrell is in, and he stole the fucking limelight by being the best actor in the entire film. Oh, yeah. Well, Batman could be given a brown paper bag and told to turn it into a masterpiece, and he could probably pull it off. Oh yeah, I'm a big Colin. I'm a big Colin Farrell fan ever since Phone Booth. Oh yeah, <laughs> God, that movie is so trash, but it's so awesome at the same time. Oh yeah, so like when you watch an Colin hour, what, well, like a tight ninety of him just in a phone booth, it's like mm-hmm. I got this. I mean, you just listen to Colin Farrell talk for a while; it'll work. It'll work. So, what was your guys's first reaction to the Batman? I mean, it lived rent-free in my head for like two weeks after we watched it the first time of just like being a little bit mind-blown. I've come down off of that a little bit to be more retrospective of the film. I think it was very good. It's still not my favorite Batman movie of all time, but I think it is my second favorite. There's things I didn't love, but for the most part, it was pretty solid. Keith, since you just saw it yesterday with me. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still fresh. So I think it's worth mentioning this, the hype of this movie had kind of an interesting ad campaign because it was so long. It was like two years in the making or something, the ad campaign. So I remember... Not by their choice, I, though, by the way. There was, you know, a pandemic. Yeah, which uh, Salad Fork ironically caused that again. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> so sorry, I was, in, I, was, I was in Wuhan and I had a fork. Oh, so you're the oh. one who dug the fork into the bat? Yeah, absolutely. Wuhan. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. So going into it, I, I started out like the vague kind of teasy stuff was cool, and then I saw the more in-depth trailer, and I was like, oh god, they're just doing Nolan again. Why don't? Why am I seeing a Nolan again? They already did Nolan. 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 Nolan already did Nolan. So going into it, I was a little worried that it was just going to be like grim, dark, fucking two thousand four, Kristen Bale Batman again. And talking like this the whole time yeah i was a little Where afraid of that and Where i was she? and for the most part i was pretty pleased i had a good time watching the movie i had a couple issues with the three hour thing that got that was a little much to me but it's um, weird that it felt long and not long at the same time yeah. like it the false ending i think annoyed me more than anything <laughs> but 
Well, when you when you sit down to watch the four hour Snyder cut, this is nothing compared to that. <laughs> That's right. Still haven't done but, um, it. Still happy not to have done it. Get ready, brother. There, this this movie it was a little more. It was more stylized than the Nolan ones were, which was fun and I appreciated. So like, it had this. It had had very like exaggerated voices and exaggerated color, like exaggerated scenes that were kind of fun. It was over. It was like it was almost cartoony a little bit, which I appreciated. Yeah. Um. So I saw this with Keith yet the yesterday the day before and were the day before we're recording and i gotta say it wasn't that bad the second time around three hours and just like okay here we go but i thoroughly enjoyed it and it still has me questioning which makes it go is this my favorite batman going into any batman movie lately it's the dark knight for me is the number one for me and watching this again for the second time i'm like oh part i was thinking i'll be bored because it's three hours and I've seen it already and I know what's going to happen. I wasn't bored. For me, this probably is my favorite Batman movie because in Dark Knight, there is a dry spell for a bit. But for this one, watching it the second time, there isn't no dull period. Sure, some scenes go extra long that they shouldn't. But to me, this movie doesn't, doesn't dull. There's no dull period. I still settle on Dark Knight as my favorite just because Ledger's performance as Joker far out performs the guy who played Riddler's performance. Oh, also, Dano. just I didn't love their interpretation of Riddler in this movie. Like, mm. they gave Riddler too much reasoning behind what he was doing when Riddler should be more in that Joker realm of just like a broken psychopath who does what he does because he wants to. Like, giving them this reason of trying to clean up the city is just a little bit too... Like, and there's plenty of villains in the Batman universe that do that. Like, you look at your Poison Ivies who are trying to do, like, what could be perceived as the right thing in the wrong way. But, like, to me, that's not the way Riddler goes about things. The Riddler's just a fucking serial killer who does crazy fucking things and attaches Riddler's riddles to things because he's fucking psycho. He's chaotic evil. <laughs> so, like, having him have this overarching reason, like, it kind of missed for me just because that's not, like, the way the Riddler to me has been portrayed. Mm-hmm. It's why Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight is still so perfect because they nailed what Joker is. The Joker has no reason for anything he does ever. He has no actual backstory. It's why I'm still not a huge fan of the Joker film of trying to give Joker a backstory. Though they did give themselves an out with that movie by making it seem like it was all made up the whole time anyways. Yeah. Um, But they nailed Catwoman. Zoe Kravitz hands down has played the best Catwoman in film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean she's Halle Berry's close. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's uh, the best uh, Catwoman probably I think I've seen in any interpretation of so like, Keith, we're doing, that includes we're, the animated series. So Keith, we're doing the Catwoman movie next to uh, compare this and see, right? Absolutely. Isn't, I love yeah. that even Halle Berry like realizes how big a piece of shit that is and hated the studio yes. for Isn't it. Isn't there a scene where she squats down and drinks milk out of a bowl? Yep. In that movie? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, going forward, spoilers. So, uh, <laughs> stop listening. We, I, I've been listening. We haven't spoiled anything, so that's the best part. <gasps> going uh, Delicious. 
Um, and I think I've go- done this before when Joe stopped to give the spoiler warning. If you fucking clicked on a podcast for the Batman and expected us not to talk about the movie in a spoiler way, you're a fucking idiot and get what you deserve. So if you complain about spoilers, you're an idiot and I hate you. Well, yeah. And if you don't want to know that it, it's revealed that Tom Holland, Peter, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is actually Spider-Man in this. Yeah. Then, what a plot twist. Then, then what, what are you even doing watching this? Yeah. So you can pause this now, go watch the movie, come back, but going forward, spoilers. So Rick, give us a plot breakdown. All right, boys, girls, non-binary, and everyone in between, please gather around for the reading to the Batman plot. Uh, The year it's kind of, as they always do in Batman movies, a little out there. We don't have an official timeline for the movie, but Bruce Wayne is already Batman. He has already been on the streets for a little while. He is not... He is still very much viewed as a vicious vigilante. He is not all the way bought in by the city yet. Um, It's very much the early years Batman. Uh, I don't know the comics well enough, but it's been compared to a Frank Miller uh, year one type build where it's like still very fresh young Batman has returned. This movie Uh, is basically year two. Yeah. So. So... Essentially, we don't have to deal with all the, hey, you know what? Batman's parents got killed in the alley bullshit that we got for every other Batman franchise. But the city is a terrible place. Gotham, this living, breathing being that is the city that they built up in this movie, is corrupt. The mayor has been murdered in his own home, and Batman's been left with nothing more than a riddle to try and figure out what's happened. Well, chasing down this illustrious villain who has been just knocking off person after person throughout the city, Batman finds a deeper, darker secret that he is attached to and brings him close to one Catwoman, Selina Kyle, needing to be brought in to help him figure it all out. Will Batman save Gotham City? Will Catwoman get her revenge on her exchanged father? find out all this and more on Batman! Beautiful. The I beautiful that reference to the original <laughs> the... TV series. Same Bat Channel. Same, yep, I... Uh, I think I, uh, one thing I really... So, I like the fact this is more of a like thriller type movie, a detective. This I think this is the better detective Batman we've gotten. I agree, but it's also not saying much considering they like haven't been Detective Batman in either of the other two franchises. Like yeah, it's nice I, that he was actually the great, de- like the great detective for once. Yeah, but it's not much to go compared to with the other franchises where he was just kind of like the superhero version of Batman. I agree. I like the the tech, like the um, contacts being cameras. I thought that was a cool new way of doing his technology like you know instead of just taking photos it's just like oh it's in his eyes already that was a that, that was kind of a fun thing i did appreciate the like the aesthetics of the technology he was because it was it's it's early batman so like his tech isn't quite up to what it could be mm-hmm. yeah like it was still to. like the bat cave was still very like cobbled together and that was kind of a fun aesthetic i hope they don't stick with that moving forward because like i appreciate 
like peak Batman is pretty fun to watch. Like watch how he does it. I would assume he'll get introduced to his Morgan Freeman, the Lucius Fox character in the next film to help him get to his peak, uh, peak technology build. Uh, I like the fact that it's the reason I like the fact that it's year two because of the idea. Like I know I like the beginning of the movie, like the, I like the narration over the fact of like, you know, it's Halloween. I can't be anywhere, everywhere. But when the, when the, signals in the sky that just means fear and they think i could be anywhere it was a very comic book thing like reading Mm -hmm. like not someone actually talking but it's just like an inner dialogue thing that's just kind of stuck in the corner while you're going through sweet picture frames it was a very nice touch i i mostly thought that was okay but my brain kind of ruined it for me a little bit because like the way he was speaking and the words he was using was exactly like south park's the coon character like so i kept on giggling at the like i was in the theater just laughing during the monologues because they like word for word like south park just already did that like 10 years ago (laughs) i was just cracking up sometimes it was like dead serious with this like oh i'll I'll probably keep on talking about it the episode but the beautiful beautiful music in this movie Oh, it's fantastic. It's awesome. So there, there was it's like fantastic. this like soaring score playing with like Robert Pattinson doing this monologue that I just kept on thinking about Cartman. <laughs> that kind of cracked me it's, up a little bit. Like I to me, I thought the score was refreshing in a way because it wasn't like a Marvel movie where they have, you know, hit after hit after hit that you like. Like this song had um the one Nirvana song, uh, something in the way. And then they use like the Batman song theme in multiple ways throughout the whole movie. I mean, I will say it's lacking the best Batman song that ever did exist. <laughs> no, 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 there it is. no, 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 Batman. no, kissed by a rose. Oh, the seal seal. That's yeah. that's from oh one of God. the, from the third one, I think Batman forever, Batman forever. Had, like just such a fire Ooh. soundtrack. Yeah, it was great. Kiss um, by a rose on a man. Was that was that Batman and Robin? Didn't Batman Kelly and Forever. Batman and Forever. What was the Batman and Robin one? I don't think they had one. Baby, there it is. Uh, Batman, <laughs> Batman, Batman. <laughs> uh, thing I like about uh, this movie, this portrayal of Batman, is the fact that he isn't fully. You know, he's only year two. So like the idea of in the beginning, when you see him walking to the person, you know, this, the, the boot stomping, boom, boom, boom. And just the fact that he doesn't fully understand yet to like work in the shadows more. <laughs> so like in this, he just gives himself away up like away every time. And so like hiding for them to come to him, he goes to them. And I like that. And the fear factor is the thing as well well like the moments of him trying to get away but like fucking up and owning himself with his like little fly kit Mm -hmm. like where you can show that like again like where he's just not completely in tune with his gadgetry yet that he's just kind of like pulled out of his ass with his insane amount of money his like squirrel suit thing his body suit thing that scene was awesome i love that part because he like barely he was like he clearly it was like the first time he'd used it (laughs) it was like that (laughs) that and i love the fact that he went like oh shit you know because Uh like when he like gets to the top because i i i got like one of the reasons why i think like this is my my favorite batman right now is the fact that we haven't 
seen him well we're like we have like in batman begins but like in this one like he is already batman for a while but he still doesn't understand being batman like he's not afraid to take the big jumps like in the other movies are like oh i'll just i'll just fall off this building i'll fly i'll catch myself somehow this one he's like i got this and then just the idea like what we're saying when he's running from the police and then he uses his cape to be uh what the flight thing uh what do you parachute thing yeah and there's like eats it well and it was the movie tried almost grappled with it and didn't i don't think they quite stuck the landing because i think what they were i think what the writers wanted to show was batman like learning what his ideology is and what he really thinks like he kept on saying i'm vengeance and like clearly that was sort of like an immature version of what batman thinks and as he gets more mature he kind of figures it out because like the old, like the the whatever, the meme about Batman is that he's like a rich billion. He's a billionaire that beats up poor people. That's like his superpower. So like what like has him struck, he, he struggles with his identity in this a little bit. And they use some sort of like, they use some kind of hack 20, like 2020s language to call him out on his like rich kid, white privilege shit in it, which was kind of fun. But they like- It was the movie also did. very forced. Yeah, they didn't, the movie, like they didn't, tr- they didn't, they just included the language. They they were checking boxes. It felt like in this. So I mean, like, overall, I, the dialogue in the film was very like <laughs> below par, and that's not any of the people who are acting's fault. It's just the writing for the movie was easily the worst part of the movie. Like they just weren't giving a whole lot to dive into, like verbally. Yeah, and like I like it's a problem with Hollywood, but they always have the fucking Occupy Wall Street guy turn out to be a bad guy. Like that, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit when he like when he goes to the funeral and the guy's like, "Hey, there's some like some other billionaire scumbags dead. That's cool." And then he turns out to be a psycho like internet nerd in the end. Like that was yeah. like, "Yeah, come on, come on." <laughs> like why why is he a bad guy? Like these, these billionaires are evil. Like they sh- probably should be killed. <laughs> Sorry, the parody parody. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's not just that they're. Because it's it's not just that they're rich, but they're corrupt. Like they're yeah. stealing money and like prospering themselves. It's very much like the <laughs> oligarchies, like in Russia. Yeah. Comparative, like they're just literally taking money, not using it for what it's supposed to be for to actually help people, and just lining their own pockets. And like this movie, it's made. This movie was made in the era in like I'm sure there was rewrites of the script up until as late as they could and. Like using like police as that heavy of an imagery in your movie, you gotta like you gotta be Dude, smart about that. Didn't so that like, feel gross? Like that scene where like, <laughs> don't worry, we have the good cops. I was like, okay. Oh, at, at the end, yeah, that was a that was. I was much. like, all right, fuck <laughs> you. I appreciate. I, I did appreciate how they were all like incompetent and stupid. Like they didn't check the garage <laughs> with the with the cars, you know. <laughs> Like that was that's funny. Why, that's why you have the greatest detective, Batman. You know, yeah, he's like, maybe we should go to the garage. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I do agree with you that I think <laughs> the overarching thing they're trying to show is that he's still very immature. That like he's yeah. still just holding all of that anger from his parents getting killed, and that this is supposed to show him that anger isn't always the way. Yeah, that like you can't <laughs> always solve everything by punching it. It, I think that's what it, he's supposed to learn like towards the end of the movie when he's trying it, to like it, help rebuild the city from the flood action. I think it does because of the fact that in with this movie, it's in almost every other Batman movie there is, 
Batman has come to the conclusion of you can be Batman here and then you be Bruce Wayne. In this movie, it's, you know, the 95% Batman. He's still trying to come to terms of how to be Bruce Wayne with that of, you know, just like in this movie itself, you know, it's three hours long. He's Bruce Wayne for 15, maybe 15 minutes. And we've gone... So we've gone a little over a half hour in this podcast. What do we think about Pattinson? Like that's the big that was the big like how is Pattinson as Batman? Can I leave out uh can I put a TBA out there still for it? I feel like I didn't get enough in this one to really decide. He was such a minor character in a movie about <laughs> Batman. Like we got no real growth of his character through this entire movie. Like I, we saw so much growth with Selena Kyle, so much growth with the city of Gotham, so much like understanding of the Riddler. I feel like we haven't completely dove into the Batman character. And I think it's setting up for the next movie to really let him shine. I think it was a very surface look as to what he is as Batman right now. I, I think the idea is that they are setting up the growth part because of the, you know, who are you? And he beats up the, the gang guy and goes, I'm vengeance. And then at the end when he beats up the guy and he's like, who are you? And the guy's like, Oh, I'm vengeance. And like, I think that hits him on the fact of like me portraying vengeance is just going to spread it and influence people. So that's why at the end of the narration, like he needs to be hope. He needs to show off that, that he needs to be hope to, to show that don't be afraid of him. Cause he's the good guy. And, you know, go, going back to the beginning of the movie, when he beats up the gang and then he looks over to the guy who he's protecting and the guy's like, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. So I think, there, but the, I think in the other movies, it will portray the growth of, beginning to end of this one but it's just setting it up i think pattinson has set up the potential to be the best batman um i even though dark knight is my favorite batman movie christian bale does not rate highly for me as batman i didn't think he did a great job with the overall character um realistically like val kilmer was one of the better like actual live action batmans even though he had one of the worst like, <laughs> Hell actual, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> like had one of the more terrible movies. He actually played a much better, like overall Batman and Bruce Wayne combo. Like Ben Affleck, great Bruce Wayne, not a good Batman. George Clooney didn't really succeed at anything. I mean, overall, for me, Batman will always and forever be the animated series Kevin Conroy. Like, he's the one who, like, embodies Batman through just nice. the voice. But I, I like, I, I have to say, I like Patterson, Pattinson as the Bat, as Batman in, in this one. The idea Robbie of Patterson. Robbie Patterson. Yeah. Um, it's like, I, for me, it was more of like, it sounds weird, but like in the eyes more this time. Because in most Batman, you don't, the, you know, the, to me, the focus a lot on his eyes because I like the suit and the, with the suit being not one whole piece, like I think the nose was like sewn on, but like you, his eyes were more visible in this. So you can see or like his emotion through the eyes in this. 
I fully agree that this was probably my favorite bat suit. It felt the most like realistic, I think, to what is capable. Yeah. But I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed him as Batman because we didn't get the where is she look like the I'm voice. Batman. Uh, and I think it, and like another thing for this the movie is the fact that since he's not Bruce Wayne, you know. People don't really in in they're in this world. It takes place that a lot of people don't remember what he sounds like as a normal voice. So he can use his normal voice right now, or just you know scuff it up a little bit to be Batman and then be normal Bruce Wayne. Keith, you asked a question though. What's your thoughts? So I was I've been think, I was thinking about it because three hours is a long time to think about it. So while I was watching it. Like Robert Pattinson has like clearly demonstrated since Twilight that he is like an immensely talented dude. Like he's very good at acting as an art. Isn't it so very weird to go was back and of... realize that the two main characters from Twilight are actually like super good actors? But well, yeah, and they've had will to, like, always be had attached to, like, rec- to that hack franchise. Well, they've had to recover from that, which is I think like why Robert Pattinson has like chosen some of the roles that he did just to like challenge himself and challenge us. And I guess where I'm going with that is that like Robert Pattinson is clearly like a, a talented dude with vision and like he had an idea and a goal of what he wanted Batman to be. And there was some parts in this movie where I think he was like playing tricks on the audience because Batman is like a broody little pansy baby sometimes. And the way he like talks and especially in this movie, he was always kind of crying and a little bit unstable. And I kind of, I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I thought... Because it reminded me, like the comparison I made, I'm, I'm going to sound like a douchebag for a second, but while we were out on the golf course, like the comparison I made was, which it, it's not a great comparison, but it's why like I'll, I will always argue that Hayden Christensen played like our great Darth Vader in the, uh, the prequel Star Wars is because he came off, he came off like a psycho <laughs> and Darth Vader is a psycho. And like Robert Pattinson came off as a crazy person in this Batman movie. And like Bruce Wayne is kind of a crazy person. So I mean, like, because that's always the deeper argument to Batman yeah. is that yeah. Batman is actually more of like an instigator. Like there wasn't fucking super criminals in Gotham until Batman came around, and then <laughs> yes. you you drew people like the Riddler and Joker to the scene. That's actually one of the big arguments with uh, Batman's overall character. Because like even this in the narration, he brings up like. Ever since I became this, you know, crime rate has gone up drastically when I tried to be, you know, when I came out. Uh, yeah, and that's the one of the things that you like the the mental like mental gymnastics I have to do while I'm watching Batman is that like it's sort of like when I'm watching when you like when you watch Law and Order or something, it's like the, the bad guys, the bad guys are bad guys. There's the it's black and white, like these people there's nothing complicated like they are hardwired to like be molesters or assaulters or like murderers so oh, it's, see it's i would argue thing. very different it's one of the best things about batman is that he actually has a lot <laughs> like not the ones they're using currently but he has a lot of very complicated villains who mm-hmm. like people like two-face people like poison ivy who very much like when you think about their overall gripe with society are kind of in the right yeah, but they're just going about it in like wrong ways, and so that's something you brought up with, like your problem, a couple of your problems with the Riddler, and that was some of the 
problems I have with like that, like I guess some superhero movies moving forward because The Dark Knight and uh, Heath Ledger's amazing performance kind of popularized like the the I'm I'm doing air quotes here like the bad guy that's actually right and has complex motives and like that as a bad guy trope became popular at that point and a lot of movies kind of run with it and I like that was I I I was able to look past it because Paul Dano was an, did amazing performance. But like that is kind of annoying about the Riddler that oh he's just sort of right a little bit but he's an asshole like that's but he's going like, about he's creating a like a shooting event which was super fucking uncomfortable to watch in a theater with what the history <laughs> the Batman has by the way right, right. like okay guys a little too close to home <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah but yeah no that um, I'm just I'm, I'm a little tired of that trope it's nice to just have a bad guy that's a bad guy sometimes. It's nice to have a psychopath like the Joker who is just a psychopath murdering yeah. people because he wants to murder people. Then mm-hmm. the idea, you know, like uh, Matt Reeves described his version as Batman as a detective story, action movie, and psychological thriller. And like in this in this movie, like you can think of, you know, Saul or Seven as like, you know, references to, you know, that psychological thriller of, you know, like the DA gets one. There was like saw things put around, you know, saw device put around his neck to get blown up if he doesn't answer the questions and, you know, he gets blown up. By the it's, way, for, for it being PG-13, the violence was pretty good in this. It, it was like, the closest to R as it yeah. could get. But like, I, I, I want, it made me want them, especially I've talked about this after the Peacemaker yeah. show. I want DC to just full go as being like, you know what? We're not going to be able to compete with what the mouse yeah. has built with the mm-hmm. MCU as the piece with the PG 13 side of things and just dive in and be the gritty R franchise for comics. Especially, like, I, mean, it, I mean, let's be honest. That's what DC is. DC is full of sex, drugs and murder. Yeah. Like they just need to go with it. It, it tracks, it tracks with that man because I'm, I'm afraid that it would, it would come off as forest if they made this one R, but I think it would track with that man. Because it's a pretty gruesome. He's a pretty gruesome character. I mean, it's they literally of, a big part of it was in a sex club. Like you're telling me, you can't make an easy R movie out of a sex club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things too that it is Batman, so kids will want to go see it. So they yeah. have to try to. I think for this, I I would like a radar one and two, but I felt like they had to split the difference of the fact of like. Kids are going to go see it. But see, as a father, the only father in this podcast, I would not allow my children to see that film, even though it's Batman. Like that, no, that no way. Even like, okay, once they're 13, yeah. But like, even if there's just some added tits and gore in there, then I'm still going to let my 13-year-old see that Batman. Like this is too far one way to let kids go see it. Mm-hmm. And then not far enough the other way to make a gripe about it just not fully going on for the grittier side of things. They tried to play both sides, and to me, it failed at playing towards the kid's side. You're not allowing a six-year-old or a seven-year-old to go see this movie. <laughs> I, yeah, I think that, I mean, that's funny. That's what I was just complimenting, is that I appreciate it. I was like, yeah, this movie, like, the, like, the violence in it hits really hard. Like, the scene with the, the carpet fixer thing, when he was, oh, like, was slamming great. the mayor. great. Yeah. Like, just go, like, go full, in, go full saw. Show yeah. that shit. Oh, like then just, I, oh, I have a lore question. Maybe I missed it while I was watching it. What happened to... I thought Paul Dano was doing a speech impediment. And then it, he kind of dropped it halfway through the movie. 
no, which character was Paul Dano playing? He's the Riddler. So no, he, he was yeah, doing he this the, no. uh, Gotham. You like he was well, no, trying. He was doing in the first in the first scene. He was doing that. He like couldn't say SHs. Like he would like he did that. Like he had the, he had a speech impediment there in the first in his first video, and then it went away. I don't think I noticed about, that. I don't uh, see that at all. Maybe he literally just has a speech impediment and just didn't and like got it rid of it for the rest of the film. Yeah, I'm 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 just an asshole with a salad fork. <laughs> there you go. Um, move. Uh, if you want to go to find the comics that influence this movie, it's Batman's Ego, Batman Year One, and Batman: The Long Halloween, are which are like considered most of like the pinnacle of Batman. Yeah. Especially year yes. one and the long Halloween are considered like some of the more pinnacle yeah. in the comic book realm. I saw some uh, I saw a fun article comparing a lot of the aesthetics to the Arkham video games also. I noticed that even with the fighting. I've thought the fight scene we got with the Joker yeah. gang, which we haven't talked about oh, yeah. yet. That is definitely a Joker gang, which like <laughs> yeah. they just full on like I love that aspect of this movie a lot. There's a lot of things that are tying into next movies are just in the universe overall that we didn't have to like get explained to us like it's like hey this just exists and you're gonna get it or you don't and it'll probably get explained to you down the line but like here it is this is a joker gang trying to initiate someone into the joker gang that's why he's half painted because he's not fully fully invested then that fight scene i'm like that felt like something i would have fought in the arkham games and i loved the fighting in the arkham games yeah i love that whole part of it Watching the movie made me want to go back and play them. Uh, speaking of that scene of uh, the uh, Batman beating up and saying, I'm vengeance, when they ask, like, who are you? Because that in the original uh, Batman, Michael Keaton, he was supposed to say, I think it was, I'm vengeance. But he forgot his line and he said, I'm Batman. So the first time. <laughs> Batman. <laughs> but uh, I'm vengeance. Uh, it was Patterson Pattinson's idea, and he improvised it. And he said, "I wanted to wanted to say that because when the guy is losing conscience and going into into his dreams, I really wanted his future to be really, really damaged." Which I mean, that's <laughs> still another thing about Batman is everyone talks about how he doesn't kill people, but he does brutally like maim them and leave them crippled. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Rob Pattinson during filming a Tenant. He went and auditioned for this role in 2019. So this movie is three years like in the making. And Christopher Nolan's in Tenet. Yeah, yeah. I guess I he's really seen good. That movie, he's, and I didn't I realize he was in that thing. I guess he's really good in it. Um, but Pattinson <laughs> lied to uh, <laughs> Pattinson lied to Christopher Nolan and Nolan, who directed the his three. He Pattinson told him he had a family emergency, and as soon as he said it, he got. Uh, uh, Nolan's like, so you're auditioning for Batman, huh? <laughs> so Robert Pattinson confirmed guy like us lies to get out of work. Love yes. it. About Love family it. emergencies. Um, <laughs> Yo, my grandma died for the fourth time. <laughs> I, I can't come in. Heard that. Uh, Pattinson uh, said that he uh, he sneakily stole, uh, took a selfie of him in the bat suit just in case it didn't work out. He stole socks from the set every day and Warner Brothers like, hey, you can take a couple if you want, but like he legit just took socks every day. This is making me love Robert Pattinson. He sounds like me working. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he yeah, had to work's cool. <laughs> when he did his audition, he filmed wearing Val Kilmer's original bat suit. However, since the head was his head was too big, they had to put George Clooney's on. 
Whoa. Wait, so Val Kilmer has a small head? Yes. Huh, interesting. Uh, huh. uh, Zoe Kravitz mentioned that when she did her audition with Pattinson mm-hmm. to ch- do the chemistry, he was wearing from the top to his waist was the Batman outfit, but he was just wearing sweatpants. <laughs> so like she walked in and he's in his outfit with sweatpants on, which is like with gray sweatpants. So she was very distracted. So that's <laughs> right. a Batman I would like to watch. Just be like, um, let's talk about Zoe Kravitz for a little bit and her Catwoman because yeah. good I God, she fucking, especially after the last Catwoman we got. And don't get me wrong, I love what's her name who played Catwoman. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. But Anne Hathaway should never be Catwoman. Well, and she was like barely she wasn't very important. Also. Yeah. In that like she was just sort of a side thing. Anne Hathaway so, was meh. I honestly it was like meh. She wasn't I mean and it's not totally her fault. That entire movie was pretty mid. Let's be honest. Like Bane was about the only thing that was great, and he wasn't even like Oh, I'm Overall, more as darkness. the character towards Bane wasn't as good as what Bane really is. <laughs> so, like, she I mean, killed it. I lo- Nolan's Batman's pretty mid, except Dark Knight. <laughs> but uh, yeah, she. I wish she like had just she. Every once in a while, she'd throw in these like kind of silly, like superhero-y, like sort of smartassy lines, which I appreciate. They gave her some really shitty lines to have to say, like the. Don't you want to go make these rich white boys feel it? Line to Batman. I'm like, really? We're forcing <laughs> that line in there. Yeah, they could have like, they should have taken the angle of her being more of like a like a Robin Hood renegade character. Like that would have been fun. Like her. the real Catwoman character. Yeah. I like the idea that in this with her is that she is. It's because in the Bat in Batman universe, you always have the two different type of Catwomans. You have. The Catwoman that is good, like we have in this one, or you have like the Catwoman who's just bad, and like in the Batman Returns or the Batman TV show, um, animated show, she crossed the line here and there, like good and bad, because of the chemistry, the attraction to brute, you know, Batman and them, and like, like even in the Anne Hathaway one, like she wanted to be good, but you really couldn't tell until the very like end, you know, it's like. And the um, best Batman takes is Catwoman is an anti-hero yeah. who just like who legitimately is like what Keith talked about. She literally just takes from the rich and gives to the poor. Like she literally is a Robin Hood character in the show. And Batman being the dweeb that he is tries to stop her from stealing because stealing's bad. <laughs> um, yeah, but Batman's yeah, they, kind of a dork sometimes. <laughs> they really nailed what Catwoman is supposed to be because Catwoman's never an evil person. Like, has she killed people? Yeah. Has she killed people that kind of probably deserved it? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just as far just like performance wise, it was she was fun to watch. Like, I bought the chemistry. Oh, like, the, the, oh. the chemistry was there. It was pretty. I mean, it was who, pretty horny. Who wouldn't have sexual chemistry with Zoe Kravitz? The woman is drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Pattinson and her, yeah, both just beautiful people. Yeah. How uncomfortable do you think other people had to be on set all day watching them and just be like, God, I am so turned on right now. Well, <laughs> you, 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 you know, her stepdad would come down and uh, raise some hell. <laughs> That's true. One Aquaman. Is that so, her stepdad? Uh, yeah, Jason Momoa is her stepdad. What? My God! Wait, what's her, know that? To, what's her relation to Lenny Kravitz? It's her dad. 
Her dad is Lenny Kravitz and her stepdad is Jason Momoa. And her mom is uh, Lisa How Bonet. How could anyone ever date her and not feel so inadequate? I don't know. I feel like I could beat up Lenny Kravitz. He sucks. <laughs> no, you okay. gotta take on Have Aquaman, buddy. Like, <laughs> super classic songs that the country loves. <laughs> you gotta take on, uh, you have to watch, uh, you have to take on Aquaman not and Lenny. Yeah. No, all I would do ass. is compliment him on his Aquaman movie. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I'd just be like, yo, this is the best. By the way, Keith, whenever you try to tell me about your taste in things, I'm just remembered that you like the Aquaman movie. <laughs> so I know that your taste is terrible. No, it was it was Star Wars underwater. It was fun. How fucking dare you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I oh, I've never wanted to stab you more in my entire life. One thing I, I liked about this movie is the fact that we had so many villains in this movie. But they weren't crammed in like Spider-Man three, the amazing Spider-Man two. You throw so many villains into the movie and it's just like, who should I really care about? Like we have the Riddler. He's your main bad guy, which, by the way, this is the first Batman movie that we don't end with a Batman main villain showdown. Uh, you have Catwoman who's, you know, on the line of good and bad. What we talked about <laughs> I would argue their showdown was at the prison cell when he just like owned him with logic. Well, well but the well, showdown. Like, there's like, not like battle. a final fight. There's no fight. There's yeah. no final fight. Which but you totally have... makes sense. That's never how the Riddler and Batman interact. Like it's yeah. Riddler is just too intellectual. He doesn't fight. And then Batman eventually catches him because he can't fight. You have uh Riddler, you have Penguin, um Colin Farrell, which you know, fantastic uh makeup. He went to Starbucks multiple times and they did not know it was him. I mean, That's how crazy. would you, how would you possibly? And also, and they talked about this in some of the press junket that I watched that they showed on G4. It's just, they didn't lean into like the stereotypical Cobblepot look and I'm totally okay with it. Like he, he still felt like Penguin without having to be like the over the top with the monocle and top hat. Well, he, uh, he he also went for the Fredo look from the Godfather, so that was his persona, not like the <laughs> wacky penguin type character uh, we got from the TV show and the Returns. It is, I mean, to me, the only interpretation of a character that I didn't, that I thought they didn't nail was the Riddler one. Everything else felt like a very amazing new ages take for the character that worked. So this movie was extremely unfunny, but on. But it was accidentally funny a lot, just in the way Ew. that like yeah. there was yeah, there was lot lots of like, of, like funny... there was lots of like whoa hey boss I'll be right there there's lots like, of like Chicago New York shit with the with the Penguin Squad and like, like the, the way scene, they talked was like, hilarious like the scene when they <laughs> when they get Penguin and he, like they go through the laptop and they're trying to find out like La Ratala like the rat yeah, and yeah. stuff and like like the camera pans he's like I'm still here. That, that <laughs> you was know, funny. You know, it's like, and like, I like the like the fact that they tie his feet up so he walks at them like a penguin. Yeah, like, a penguin. Yeah. like it was the the law the law rattle apart was funny because just Batman and the cops were just kind of being stupid for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that is a real website, by the way. Is nice. a real yeah, website using it as a presser essentially. It's nice. a setup for they people don't know what it is, but like people have, it's like the code that they do in the movie. And people have found it. It's so like, I just went to the website and the guy's like, well, like, you want to answer some questions to find out what you want to play a game? It's I'm like, um, yes. And it's viral marketing. Like we talked about for yep. Matrix. And I think Saw had some viral marketing. And of course, Blair Witch Project had Prometheus the had best. A big one. 
Yeah, yeah um, but that movie sucks, supposedly. Uh, the one we had uh, uh, John Turturro as uh, Carmine oh, yeah, he Falcone. He was, <laughs> he was in Batman Begins uh, as Tom Wilkinson was that guy in Batman Begins, but I, I like Fal- uh, John Turturro's one, this one more. See, it's interesting. I would say that the only true villain in the movie was Riddler, and the other yeah. characters were just ex- like, it's part of what made Gotham feel so alive, is it's mm-hmm. just like these were just seedy characters that existed that we got tied into because of the story with Riddler and Batman's backstory a little bit, which we'll talk to you about eventually. I don't think we got the whole story from either side, from either Falcone or from Alfred about his dad. And I kind of like the avenue they were going with. What did you guys think of the relationship this time of Alfred and Bruce? Like this one is, I kind of liked it a little bit more because of the fact in almost every other Batman movie, he's the father figure already. And this one, it's like, you're not my dad. You're like just my butler, bro. It was just a little too angsty. It was a little too teenagery for me for someone who was supposed to be in his more mid twenties. I think Batman's supposed to be in this movie. I think he's thirty, like at least early thirties, because if he's all the way early thirties, then that's even well, worse. Yeah, then, then he's being. A baby. I, I want to <laughs> say early thirties. He was like maybe I don't know. He, it he, was he, a he, bit too angsty for me with that type of response i appreciate the whole like you're not my dad outlook of it but like it was way too late in life to be having that take on the situation he struck me as a 25 year old that's how he talked that's how it felt to me it's still like hasn't quite figured out not to be a douchebag yet it might be i I just don't know i it's like it depends on the age of what he was when the parents died because of i mean if it's supposed to be more like year two then he should still be in his 20s because he came he might, back he, he might mid be to in late his, 20s he might be in his mid-20s then because if like if he was eight or seven when you know five between five and eight when the parents died um i think we'll be fine on the fact that it's mm-hmm. like you know that which because it's supposed way, to be I, early 20s when he goes off and has like that travels the world and fights and learns how to fight bullshit stuff uh yeah do you guys like what's your thought of the fact that it was alfred this time that that was the uh trainer instead of going you know around the world was it no still there's still the around the world stuff he'd just come back from it it's not like he just learned from alfred he just learned some stuff also from alfred because it's still referenced that he went around the world and did all that training yeah, there, it's just he also learned some stuff from Alfred. Alfred to me he just came off as like way less important in this, so I kind of like I kind of brushed him off. Like I kind of didn't give a shit about Alfred in this movie. I just he was just sort of there. He didn't like. It wasn't as well played as the original franchise Alfred, yeah, or the one from the Nolan Alfred. I don't like the way they've done Alfred in the Batman TV show they had on Fox for a little while, or this guy, who I they look very similar, this guy and the guy from the Batman TV show on Fox. I never watched that, the young Gotham Gotham. thing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that more edgier Alfred, like it just doesn't quite hit for the way like the Alfred I came up with being more like who had that type of edge to him, but was much more dignified. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Keith's boy Jonah Hill was in negotiations to be the Penguin. Oh, that would have been very different character. But he wanted he he turned down the offer because he was in disagreements with the character because it sounded like he wanted to be more the Riddler than the um 
but. I love Jonah Hill and he's a great actor. I just could not picture him in this film. I think one one of the things I like about this film is that it is that realism part, like the stuff with the Riddler about how he can um how he streams all of his things, you know, like on social media and and I think it's that fear factor in the way of that could be really you know, someone could be really doing this, you know. Someone probably does, and it's just you need to go to the black web to uh <laughs> find that. Well, and that shit was so funny, like the 500 followers. I mean, that cracked me up. <laughs> that was like, is that kind of like, I, th- they, I think they did that small, I think the small number of followers was on purpose. And I think it was to show that he's fringe and kooky. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that the, the, the streamer, the streamer Riddler was kind of fun. They went a little hard on it. Like, I wish they would have been a little more subtle with their like commentary on the new on like that this is what like new age you he's a youtuber and i thought that was that was it was a little much but i appreciated the like the hey i just want to thank like say thanks to all my listeners out there like i i i i I like go ahead i was just saying it created some good funny moments Mm -hmm. um i actually (laughs) like the the like the scenes of him like when he does the on tv of like you know who is the real per you know like his deep voice and all that and then when he, we when they show the final v- uh, video of him he's like hi guys thanks for, <laughs> you know like i like that like he's portraying someone on the screen for someone but when he's doing his live stream for his followers <laughs> he's just a normal you know hey guys well, and the the thing that struck me about it while I was watching it is I think they were pretty clearly trying to do QAnon with him. I think that was exactly oh, what they God. were doing. Like with I mean, Ridley. I agree. He's, he's pretty on point with that take. I think that's exactly what they were going for, except the difference is that like the Riddler was like, he was pretty much exactly right about everybody that he, he was like throwing accusations at, which was kind of a weird thing to have a character be. Mm-hmm. So that, that was kind of like hard. That was like they- weird to wrap my head around. It was like, oh no, he's like, right, I guess. But he's so according to to Matt Reeves, he took inspirations uh, for his character. So like for Bruce Wayne and Batman, he took inspirations from um, Kurt Cobain. That's uh, because of being departed from a traditional playboy Mm -hmm. socialite. Um, uh, And then for the Riddler, it's Zodiac Killer. That's funny. I saw have you guys seen the David Fincher Zodiac? There was the a lot one. of that. A lot of that movie reminded me of Zodiac. Is Ooh. that the one with Joan Hall and uh, with uh, Robert Downey uh, Jr.? Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yes, theater. I have. Yeah. That was a good yeah. movie. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I need to rewatch it. Cause, I need to rewatch it because I feel like I I didn't like it because of the timing of when I saw it. It was like a nine o'clock showing. Oh yeah, I mean it. It's kind of a slow burn, but actually, that's kind of a broader critique of this movie. I have is that I feel like Matt Reeves was kind of swinging for the fences a little bit with his influences because he was very clearly trying to do this like 90s david fincher look to his movie or like 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 whatever 80s 90s cop thrillers with the dark and grimy noir and i don't think he has the chops to land it like he one of the takes he's, um, <laughs> he's not I tarantino from uh if you've been watching the re the new g4 uh-huh. uh from will neff was that it's just, it was a poorly edited movie. Like this movie probably could have had like a good like 10, 20 minutes 
of just emptiness edited out of it and it would have made it cleaner. And I'm <laughs> thinking like, once I heard that, I'm like, yeah, that's probably true. Like there was just some moments that like <laughs> held too long that you didn't really need that you could have cut down on to like make it a tighter movie. There's like, a lot like, of moments of him opening up envelopes and looking around that like lasted a while. The, the, the most <laughs> for me, like the scene of like the car chase scene with the Batmobile and then he gets out and then it's the walk bah, bah, to the music. And it's just like, he's walking to get the penguin and all of a sudden like, it's like, just stop there. But then you see him look down into the car and it's like, do we really need to see him looking it's such in the a car? Funny, just, hello. Dude, that scene was good. The, the, a part of the driving scene before that, I had this weird moment while I was watching it where I sort of like, oh, wait, wait a minute, they're still, they're still, they're still showing this, the scene's still going. <laughs> or I, I had that, there was a moment during the drive where I'm like, like, they should just get to the part where he says, I got you, I got you, and then do the badass thing. Like, they should have cut that down by like two minutes. Like, I don't know why yeah. we keep giving Batman movies to people who try to make them like super high art. Like, we don't, it doesn't need to be like, you're, you're not trying to make the Godfather. Like, just. <laughs> well, yeah, like, yeah, Matt Reeves ain't Coppola. He ain't David Fincher. He ain't Tarantino. Like, I feel like, yeah, he was, he was swinging too far. He was, he was, he was sh- shooting a shot. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, we're still watching a movie about someone dressed in a suit fighting yeah. criminals like yeah a i'm okay with beating ha- up poor people <laughs> i'm okay with like making it like a little bit more dramatic mm-hmm. but like find the line like because again we're still trying to make something that's like a general audience view we're not trying to make like oscar bait <laughs> yeah so with the, with this being uh matt reeves's movie so we we uh for movies we've been coming off the you know Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice and Justice League with Ben Affleck. Well, during the Justice League, it was announced that uh, and uh, that Ben Affleck was going to make his own movie about his own Batman. He was going to write and direct his own movie, <laughs> and then in twenty nineteen. Uh, Warner Brothers said no. We're like basically Warner Brothers getting rid of Ben Affleck. There's like a falling out between him and the studio or something. Yes, there is a like a big one. Basically, basically anybody, Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, they just they just don't want none of them anymore. Like they're like we out, we're done. Which makes um, no sense because Henry Cavill is Superman. Like if they just would give that man a good Superman script, and as much as I'm not the biggest Superman fan go into the comics. There are great comics mm-hmm. about like the inner struggle that Superman has that would make a great movie. Yeah. And you're getting rid of the person who embodies who like that is Superman. Yes. So Reeves began working on his script in March, 20, 2017. He initially planned to keep the Batman connections to the DCU and spoke with Affleck during the writing process. But soon reworked the story to focus on a Batman earlier in his vigilante career, which was plans to cast a younger actor to play Batman. And then 27 in 2018, Affleck went into a rehabilitation uh, for alcohol abuse. And that's when DC was like, and Marvel was like, get rid of uh, DC and Warner Brothers, like, just get rid of him. Because, um, you know, it's not like fucking actors haven't gone into rehab all the time. It's so weird. I don't like. The movies weren't good, but they careful, still did careful. well. Yeah. Bite your tongue. <laughs> they aren't okay. The theatrical releases were not good, 
but they did well i don't understand where like warner brothers comes off of just wanting to completely cut bait but not really want to completely cut bait because we're still doing the flash movie and we still just made peacemaker in the same universe and i don't know if keith's seen the spoilers for the end of peacemaker it's still very attached to that universe well it's funny because i i'm convinced that like six executives at warner brothers just spend too much time on twitter and when like batman versus superman came out people were like kind of overly weird about it because it was it was a it it did well it was like a perfectly it was good for a superhero movie and Eh, it was bad uh robert pattinson made as a joke that if this movie failed he would just go into porn so everybody on so everybody online was like hope this movie fails nice. and then it, <laughs> fuck it i'm a huge fucking robert pattinson fan now like this dude just sounds awesome <laughs> yeah but uh, i think yeah warner brothers executives got offended on twitter i think is what happened yes <laughs> but i'm so confused by their offense because they're still making another aquaman aquaman movie in the justice league universe like we're, yeah, like everything I'd... failed because of the one fucking douchebag who took over for Snyder. Joseph who... Whedon, as we call him nowadays, jo- right? Jo- Joseph Whedon. Who Joseph completely, Whedon. who for some reason the studio sided with and completely burned the bridge with um, the Cyborg. The guy, with Cyborg. Yeah. We're, yeah. What did you guys think of the Commissioner Gordon for this one? Jeffrey Wright's character as the. Remember, he's just in Sergeant? Inspector? Lieutenant. Um, it was fine. I liked him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Simple. I mean, I it's like really this... hard to outdo when um. I got him completely. Like I, my, I'm brain dead today. Who was it that played it in the Bale one? Who's like just an insanely good actor? Oh, who was that guy? Oh, he's like it... done. He's done a ton of stuff. I got it right here. Hang on two seconds. Uh, who played him my... in the? Who played him Come... in BBS DOJ? Uh, was it one? Was no, it? it was the guy that plays JJ. Oh, it's Gary Oldman. Yep, Gary, Gary Oldman. Oldman. Gary he's, Oldman. He's the newer the, one. I thought Gary Oldman. No, it's the well, he's guy. the Bale one. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Gary Oldman is the um, the Nolan films, and I'm... the Justice League uh, commissioner was. Where are you? Uh my goodness. <laughs> I'm looking he was I'm blanking his name now because it's from um he was in Spider-Man. No, oh, JK Simmons. Oh okay. that's right. That's right. God damn, those movies fucking rule. <laughs> <laughs> they really fucking don't. Um I think he did okay. I think he did kind of a bail voice too much for this movie. Like he was too like uh, the city, uh, like I just—he was so he gravelly. He for... didn't have many cool moments. I love the—I love their break out of the prison. The break out of the uh, police office scheme was pretty good. Where he Batman just decks good. him like that scene Boy, was punch great. me, go up through, go through the hall, go up the thing. Yeah, I would have appreciated uh, a reference to Batgirl in the movie. Like if you're gonna have Gordon have some sort of reference to his daughter. Well, we didn't get in the first one, so I'm cool not getting anything yet. So, um, but with this movie itself, which you know, as we've said, how we like the idea of them bringing everybody into the into the universe, but not really at the same time. There is they. So you have um, Catwoman, you have Penguin, you have um, Riddler, 
they make a new uh, a reference to uh, Hush. Um, Who's Hush? The, so Hush is a newer comic that they did, but it's a um, uh, Thomas Elliot in the comics uh, becomes the killer known as Hush, um, whose father he, was un, unable to be saved by Thomas Wayne. He's a mirror to Batman, essentially, oh, is how oh, the characters the played. Well, no, he's a mirror no. to what Batman could have been. His family also, like his parents also tragically died, but he blew all of his parents' money. And kind of mm-hmm. like became like an evil doctor who then like the way he kind of goes about is he um, steals people's faces. Like he literally will scalp them and take their face. Mm-hmm. And eventually he actually uses that ability to become a secondary Bruce Wayne by stealing people's faces. This is actually in the second Arkham series game. That's one of the side characters you can get if you do some of the side stuff in that game in Arkham City. I played that one. I forget all about that character. That was a long time ago. Um, But yeah, he's kind of he was a good friend of Bruce Wayne who has a tragic thing and then learns to hate Batman because of the like whole no, he hates the Wayne family because of the whole Thomas Wayne thing. Yeah. Uh, One of the things in the movies when they catch the Riddler, he's known by Edward Nashton. Uh, referencing the new earth version of the Riddler, which would eventually go change his name to Edward Nigma. Another ID, when they look at his IDs, is Patrick Parker, which was another villain, he another name he used as another alias. So we have that. We have the Bane Venom. The when he does the injection at the end, when he's when he goes like rage mode, that's basically the Bane Venom. So there was that. Interesting. So that's around. Because, yeah, when he shoots himself up to save uh, Catwoman, that's the venom. It's the yellow, greenish venom that they use for Bane. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that now that Batman's using fucking extra steroids. (laughs) Although, let's be honest, we're all very aware that Batman's always been roided to fuck. Mm -hmm. Batman, very tiny testicles. (laughs) so uh, let's talk about it now the other person in arkham when the riddler gets arrested oh shit are we doing spoilers we've been doing spoilers it's nothing but spoilers we're doing the extra spoiler the extra spoiler Keith's, keith's favorite eternal oh hell yeah barry kerrigan is is the joker so we're gonna get the joker down the line um i loved it but god i still feel bad for anyone who has because like yeah i still think leto could have played a great joker they just gave him a bad look and just no one was ready for a new joker yet and i still worry for even this joker that people are just going to compare it to like, the dark knight and it's just, i'm just tired of the joker <laughs> they've had so many fucking jokers I'm, I'm sorry Keith but when you get your yang, yang you get your yang so it's Batman you're going to get Joker when you do yeah, Superman I mean, you're going to get you're going to get Luther Batman's you, like you, he's like a 60 year old character with like like you could do just so many things you could do you can but the thing I mean, is Matt Reeves, Matt Reeves wants to get he, he wants to try and get it. he wants <laughs> to try and get all the characters in the movies in all three movies yeah I mean, there's um, a lot of characters. So we have him. I like what 
I uh, what Matt Reeves did in the was he filmed multiple scenes of he had the actor Barry play a police officer and has had him in scenes. So when people took photos, like oh there he you know when they leaked it online, so they thought he was someone else in the movie. So that's what he did uh, constantly of. He did. He filmed fake scenes that got leaked out, so people would go, "Okay, here's this person. He's that person." But then, in reality, he's to me. It's kind of weird they gave that much of a shit about it because, like, there was clearly going to be Joker. (laughs) Well, because they they show it like this. Because remember, in Dark in the Batman Begins, that they just show a card. Yeah, I'll say this though: very ballsy to choose to do Joker for your second movie very ballsy <laughs> to be like yeah we're gonna go for joker on number two as well see if i i think reeves should have like really swung for the fences and gone weird and done mr freeze or something like for the right down the line i mean i almost <laughs> felt like you could have used this movie to even set up two-face like set up that like yeah. some way the riddler's attack is what created the two-face character it's possible um but yeah, there's a tons of stuff that is on the way. Um, what stuff? One of the scenes that I liked in this movie was the like interrogation, not interrogation, but the scene of when Batman visits the Riddler in prison, and like he's laying in the dark and standing in the back co- corner, and he's just like Riddler is like we got him, and he's like, you know, basically Batman thinking that the Riddler knows that he knows that he's Bruce Wayne. And like he's like Bruce, Bruce Wayne, and then like it's like it's like a ten minute scene, and you're like you just see the eyes, and you're just like oh, cr- a Batman, you're like oh crap, he knows, he knows, and then it's like Bruce Wayne, he got away from us, and then like, it clicks. I think it was the one scene that I think went a little too long for me. We drew that out a little too long. See, I, I and I didn't even track on like I'm uh, that whipped over my head because I was I don't know. Oh, that was one of the few things to me that like they hit you in the face with is that he thought the riddler had figured out because he fig- he thought riddler had figured it out in his apartment and then riddler called him to arkham and that's when he was like well fuck he's gonna out me here and then that whole scene drags on See, that's what I, I i thought the entire time i was like okay well he does i wasn't i was thinking what batman thought i was like Okay, well, yeah, he just knows who Bruce Wayne is. Like, what? Where, where do we go from here? <laughs> that was, yeah. But I, 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 that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie because of the fact that like you just like sense like, oh crap, he knows, he knows, he knows, and then it's like Bruce got away, and she, he's like, that's what, that's why he steps forward now because of the fact it's like, okay, he doesn't know that I'm Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, and that's uh, what. Like, that movie, that part was enjoyable to me because I, I love watching Paul Dano act. He's like, yeah, he's amazing. Uh, they tried to use more common effects for this movie. So the scene of the chase scene of like the Batmobile flying through the fire, that was real. Looks good. Um, that, that wasn't CGI. Uh, that was real. The scene, which was cool, was uh, like basically everybody's still in it now because it's like the Vader walking in the dark hallway at, uh, after the end of uh, yeah. Rogue One. <laughs> But the scene of Batman walking down the aisle and the gunshots and just like you know you see the lights of the of the gun like that was um, props that wasn't CGI lighting that was just like the light nice. props going off. I appreciated the like the fight choreography looked good in this. I thought the fighting looked good. It was it was heavy. It had like the audio was good with it. It's, it's not like the, the thuds were nice. 
What about that Batmobile? Oh, Sick. I loved it. I liked I that it sounded it. like a classic car. It had like a, just a sounded like a big motor. <laughs> I thought that was the, I, the idea of it being worked on throughout the whole movie was awesome. Like mm-hmm. it, every time you go to the Batmobile like Batcave, which was not at the mansion, it was like under the uh, old Wayne Enterprise. Um, but like just seeing that being built the whole time, it stalls out, right? Or does it? Or does he just rev it up and then he drives for a minute and then stops in that scene? I think oh, it falls out. No, he's he's scaring him. He's like, yeah, I think he's just, just over, he's just revving it. I think he's okay. just he's spooking him. He's like, huh? Okay, like, that's, like, that's like what I thought. But yeah. it's I think it's funny. Yeah. Um, Batman I thought was awesome. I like the idea of it being like as real as possible before it goes to you know fully Batman that we know of and all the other movies and shows but it's just, it's just like a motor muscle car being amped yeah. to the 10th degree and except for i think like I, I, like i said before there was one there was like 45 seconds where i got a little bored during the chase but like for the most part it looked cool like it it looked like they put effort and care it looked like a bruckheimer production <laughs> like yeah that could yeah. have been cut down a couple minutes but it looked like, they, they actually looked like they were going fast a little bit and that's sometimes a problem with car chases is that mm-hmm. it, it looked they did a good job of tricking you that they were going quick mm-hmm. um back to the villains for a second i just found that Pat, uh, pattinson and reeves have expressed interest in introducing robin and featuring the courts of owls calendar man mr freeze oh they're gonna do like 17 movies jesus they're doing three so it'll be in because court of owls is actually in the new which I still don't know if it's attached to the Arkham series or not. It's the new one that's coming out where you can play as Robin, uh, Nightwing, yeah. and Batgirl. Arkham that's, Knights or something, right? Oh, the new that Batman one game. is attached to the Court of Owls. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Batman game though. Batman's not in the game. But it's going to be the basically how you play the Keith. Good use of your mute button there, buddy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> hey, I, I, I use, sometimes uh, fake movie experts got to know how the sausage is made, you know? They got to hear uh, that they gotta you hear can't mute my nose. your cough. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I overall, I enjoyed this movie from the, the like beginning to end. Like, I to me, there was no dry period. Sure, this movie, there could have been a lot of things that you could have shortened at least or you could have cut out, but um overall it was funny uh fun um uh scenes you guys liked i think we've touched on basically yeah. everything i loved yeah it's a- i mean the scene where he like lays out the plan to batman about the city blowing up and everything i thought was really well done i was afraid for a moment that i was going to lay out the plan and then batman was going to like rush off to stop the plan from happening yeah, but it cool really was an hour ago. <laughs> just like laid out that it was happening. In the scene of like, wow, I thought you weren't as smart. You're not as smart as I thought you were. Because it was all right there. It was, you know, all right there. I'm interested um, in something they're doing. And I think it's a really small character. The Martinez um, detective yeah. character. I think that's supposed to be the transgender cop who was actually introduced in the... Um, the animated series of Mont Martin, like there was a female cop who was introduced. She was in the, um, the Animate, Birds the... of Prey, the oh, Birds okay. of Prey movie. 
she was like that oh yeah and i think that's because if i'm remembering correctly she is a trans like in they've developed her in the comics to be a transgender character she Mm. started male to female and i think that's who that's supposed to be if i'm remembering correctly because they like the martinez character was so big in this movie for just being a patrol officer because there was a Mart- I think there was a Martinez in the Dark Knight, and she was, it was a she, and she was one of the ones like that was working for the crime crime bosses, I believe. Like she she was the one that took Dent to the hideout. Like I think I'm, I haven't seen Dark Knight in a while, but I feel there was a Martinez. Like there's the corrupt cops that were to be in there um what other stuff um but yeah you know this was began uh the for the beginning of the shooting was months after lockdown and covid and then pattinson tested positive so uh so they all this they had earpieces and separated a lot of people so they this was a long time coming for this movie uh once again, I will say I love the I love the Batman theme to this. They did mix in the animated series, like I guess. So if you listen closely, you can hear all the other theme songs from the Batman movies in this one big six and a half minute long theme. I also like the different versions they did. Like they kept it simple in that way of um, using the same song in different tones in different ways. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I was listening to the soundtrack earlier today just to get back in the mood to talk about it it's a it was cool the music was very rad liked it it was like the there was i forget when they played it in the movie it was just like kind of like three notes just this like ominous sort of like minor scale sort of cool Mm -hmm. part and that kind of played throughout the movie and it kind of got heavier and heavier and heavier it's just these same the same three notes and it was yeah it was great so going forward this is a one of three so we uh no one knows when the next one will be out some say in a couple years some say along from now hopefully they do hopefully they do like the film two so they can get them back to back so they don't have to worry about like age or anything or (laughs) all that stuff but in the meantime the uh, hbo max is doing a couple shows um they're just canceled a gcpd series that was gonna be about the gotham and the corruption but they canceled that because they're now going to um that sounds boring it led to the idea the reason it got canceled is because it led to the idea of doing an arkham asylum based tv show so we have that and then we have the penguin coming out and um colin farrell will be returning as the penguin that'd be the rise to power because he was just a, a little minion in this one. It'll be cool to see the rise of the Iceberg Lounge. Also, I was wrong. It was Renee Montoya is the character I was thinking about. Uh, so it's not any connection there. Uh, and then I just saw today that um, they're coming out the comic book called The Riddler Year One. And uh, it's going to be, be written by Paul Dano. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Wow. So we have all, you know, we have all the upcoming batman to keep us hopefully entertained till the next one comes out too um i'm very i'm super intrigued by this universe like yeah i thought they did such a good job of establishing gotham 
and like where we're going with like the overall city. So I'm very. I think the, this was the best Gotham. Like, looking. oh yeah, easily. Uh, I will say one the shot of him doing the hang gliding and the parachute thing. That's the same street they did the uh, Dark Knight hit me. Come on and hit me with the Joker nice. and the semi flipping over. That's the same shot, same scene, like same location. <laughs> um, we have that. Um, but yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm interested. It will be on HBO Max on April 19th, so it won't be long um, since they've come to the agreement of uh, not same day streaming, but give it some time. I think I'll be happy watching this one at home because you can just pause it for a while. I like I, I didn't mind it like you know I went and got a refill of my drink and all that during the movie this time because I'm like ah, I've seen it but mm-hmm. I, I wasn't that I wasn't like it was not bad and I just found a scene I'm like okay this is just a, a slow period but it still entertains me I can just run quickly and go grab my drink and fill it back up um Absolutely. so the uh Budget for this film was 185 million to 200 million. So, so much money. So <laughs> much money. Yep. <laughs> so, for the, um, but gross for just as we're recording right now, this is like week about a, over a month. No, we're a month. No, it's under March. a month. Or two weeks. It's been two weeks since, since it came out. Uh, domestically, it got 258 million. It's the second biggest money uh, income in the uh, 2022 in the COVID pandemic era behind No Way Home. Uh, internationally, it got 247 million. So as of right now, worldwide, it's 505 million dollars. Wow, that's not bad in two weeks. It's killing it, especially. Yeah. I mean, still, you know, pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's still out there. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to the box office of uh, March 4th through the 6th, uh, coming in at number 10 in its eighth week, which you can go back and listen to us talk about. And it's on um, uh, Paramount. It's Scream with 575000 By the way, also, um, remember the uh, villain Egghead? He was in the cartoon and the Vincent Price he did in the, Ad- the Adam West show. Well, I the- can't say that I do. The villain Egghead, Nicolas Cage, wants to play him. So, uh, <laughs> of course he does. Just throwing that out. Uh, number nine in its first week, the 592,000. Uh, Gangabu Kathawadi. Yeah. Uh, number eight in its second week was 678,000. Cyrano. I think there's two international films. Come number seven in its fifth week with 1.4 million. Jackass Forever. Hell yeah. Number six in its 11th week with 1.6 million. Sing two. God, that's still drawing that much money. Yeah, man. Jesus. Uh, uh, number five in its fourth week with 2.7 million. Death on the Nile. God, we got to go see that. Uh, number four in its 12th week with 4.5 million. Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> that's still, still making <laughs> that much money. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> uh, number three in its third week with 6 million. Dog. The fucking Tatum movie. Well, yeah. Fucking blow me. <laughs> number <just> two. A... <laughs> I mean, number... let's be honest, Keith. How much fucking America-loving dickheads are going to see that America-loving movie? I don't, 
I guess, yeah, it's it's certainly, it's, it's pretty gross propaganda. It just looks really boring. <laughs> it looks super bad. What happened to Channing Tatum? His new, his Sandra Bullock movie looks dope. That's all I'm saying. I'm definitely down to go see that one. Yeah. Uh, number two uh, in its third week with 11 million was Uncharted. I, can, I cannot, I gross. love, I, I've never played those games. It looks super good. The casting for that movie as someone who loves Tom Holland, is atrocious. <laughs> Tom Holland and fucking Mark Wahlberg for Is that a Uncharted. Disney production? Is that a good one? Is it like, is it like Disney? Oh, okay. Sony. Oh, well, that, that explains it. Sony yeah. doesn't know Sony. what the fuck it's doing. So I mean, I guess they, they like, Tom Holland probably like had to make that movie. <laughs> well, it was going to be Mark Wahlberg, but it was, this was like years ago. And then if Mark Wahlberg was originally going to play Nathan Drake. Yes. <laughs> Tom Holland does, does not look anything like Nathan Drake. <laughs> you know who Nathan does Fillion. look like Nathan Drake? Nathan Fillion, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then number one, it with $134 million, uh, the Batman. Also, I forgot to say, one thing I liked about this movie is him writing his journals. <laughs> I thought that was cool because of the fact that he wants to remember everything that he's done. So he he's writes it all down. <laughs> it kind of shows how broken he is, but that kind of like is an important part of Batman. He is broken. Yeah. Yeah. He just loves, loves beating up people that like steal food from stores. <laughs> I don't think you, that's quite what the Batman is, Keith. It's not, Keith. Uh, <laughs> let's, go the, Batman was. <laughs> let's go to the ratings. IMDb gives this a 8.4 out of 10. Uh, Rotten Tomato, all critics give this an 85. Top critics gives it a 79. The verified fan gives it an 88, while the audience also gives it an 88. Since this movie is just a one out of three, uh, we won't do any be any doing any uh rankings, but we're doing some glazing, so let's glaze some stars. Star glazers, hey, hold on before we get to bussing. Before we get to Bussin, I can throw out a Roger Ebert real quick. But he's dead. Yeah, the ghost of Roger Ebert fucking crawled out of his sarcophagus. Went mummy? on down. Yeah, he's all wrapped in he's like wrapped in bandages. He walked down to went down to Cinemark, bought himself a movie ticket, and here's what he thought. He should learn he could just buy it online. It's cheaper. Yeah, so uh Christy Lemire was channeling the ghost of Roger Ebert this time and uh she gave the movie three and a half out of four stars and uh let's see i've I've picked a good sentence here through pouring rain on neon lights there's a gauziness and heft to this imagery his use of shadow and silhouette is masterful and does so much to convey a sense of foreboding intention i could write an entire separate essay on the film's many uses of the color red to suggest energy danger and even hope and the costume design from the great jacqueline duran with david crossman and glenn dillon Designing Pattinson's rough and tumble bat suit put just the right finishing touch on the film's cool, edgy vibe. So, there was a lot of red. That's something we forgot to talk about. Was the, there was a ton of red in this movie, and that was pretty fun. Now, if like you'll the poster me, itself, Star Glazer, Star Glazer, yeah, I also I like the poster of it being black and red. So Keith, what do you give it? Oh my god, I'm going first. Okay. Yeah. So I think I I'll I'll touch on that a little bit as we progress through the career of the podcast. But I think 
like I'll, maybe the movies aren't as good but i'll argue that i like ben affleck a little more as batman because he i think he plays a nice like he's like he's a better skeezy bruce wayne just, I think he plays the like hands down best Bruce Wayne. He just wasn't a great Batman. Yeah. 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 So like some of the stuff, some of the stuff didn't quite hit for me. I think my biggest issue with the movie was what I talked about was with uh, Matt Reese kind of swinging for the stars, trying to do a David Fincher, Quentin Tarantino impression a little bit. And he well, he didn't quite... do Tarantino because there wasn't a lot of feet in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I, wish, I wish there was more feet. That would have helped. But um, so I'm going to give it, uh, I liked it a lot. It was very fun. 3.75. Okay. Rick? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. As I said, it is probably my second favorite Batman movie ever. Um, I could have gone with them taking a finger to the studio and having Batman eat out Catwoman after the studio didn't allow the Harley Quinn cartoon to eat out Catwoman. That. Oh, by the way, Pattinson's all for that, by the way. He's all Hell for yeah, it. he is, because Robert Pattinson is awesome, and I love him now. They could have done so many. They could have done, like, cat, like cat jokes. That would be perfect. Like, come on, DC. <laughs> get your head out of your ass. Of course Batman eats pussy. Yeah, it's a head, delicacy. Get your head out of your ass and into Catwoman's pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I thought the movie was great. My only real problems with was with character choices for Riddler, and the dialogue was just, like, <laughs> B-level at best, which isn't the actor's fault, because the actors did a great job. Uh, and I love where they're going from here. So I'm going to give it four and a half stars. That leaves you, Joseph. Yes. Um, I will be giving this uh, four and three quarters. Whoa. Um, Damn. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie from beginning to end. Big and leaf. watching the second one, second time around, it wasn't boring at all. And it was just more of like, I, I, I keep telling, I kept talking to myself in that, like, like um like this is this this doesn't drag this doesn't drag for me and i like the detective part of him the narration i thought we saw things differently than we um in any other batman movies we or uh that we've seen in our lifetime of you know like to me like we've said earlier in the show that it looked like a comic book you know, with the narration coming to life. And I like the detective part. I like the serial psychological theory, you know, the, the, you know, the beginning when you see the Riddler and just him standing there and you're like, Oh shit, just do, just do something. Just please get it over with. It's going to happen. Get it over with, you know, just four and three quarters for me. And, you know, I will watch this again. Cause I got to watch it with the producer when it comes out on HBO max, you know, you know this this won't be a one and done for me like all the other movies of that we've done on the show that uh makes for the first time in fake movie expert slash fake movie expert q edition history that we've done back-to-back four-star or higher movies with the big sick coming in at 4.3 and now the batman coming in at 4.3 can we say like 4.31 like just make it above you know, <laughs> it does mean the Batman just moved, missed out on breaking our top five record board. Predator will hold on strong to its fifth spot at 4.4. I can, by the way, for the split thing, I like the fact in this movie that we don't have to watch the parents die again. 
Oh no! I'm so glad that we just accept the fact that literally everyone knows Batman's origin story. Yes. <laughs> so. It's kind of like when Marvel made its Spider-Man movie, and we're like, "Okay, we get it. Uncle Ben's dead. Can we move on?" Yeah. Spoiler alert! No. Um. <laughs> so spoiler but, alert would be the fact that Aunt May's dead now, Joe. That's a big, big spoiler. Uh, but don't worry, everybody stop listening to us because we said spoilers and go. You know, I would love if listening. someone stayed thinking I was just going to spoil Batman for them, and then I just ruined a movie from three months ago for them. You son of a bitch! If you hey. haven't seen No Way Home at there's this point, be... you're also an idiot. There's well, going to be that one you... guy. There's going to be that one guy. He's like, I'm just going to listen to the Batman. I don't have an answer, but tonight <laughs> I'm going to go watch No Way Home. And then all of a sudden, it's like, boom. Oh, or if you haven't seen no way home yet you're like normal and it doesn't hold that much weight to you if you hear about that spoiler you're just like oh that's the thing that happens yeah. okay whatever i'm still gonna go watch it <laughs> at that point you wouldn't even know who aunt may is if you're yeah. watching no way home without establishing who aunt may is that <laughs> seems weird yes weird, so young hot marissa tomei hey now no she's not young Did you say Tome? i mean she looks pretty young i hope i look that good when i'm that age <laughs> I don't look that good now. I'm in my mid thirties. Um, yeah, she is uh, not not a uh, not young at all. Which I think she's in her fifties. Fifties not old, Joe. I know that. I'm just saying, Joe. We're her... closer to fifty than we are to be young at this point. You can go straight to age. Head. Yes, I am. Fifty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. 69. She's fifty. Ayo. 50, Ayo, 57. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keith, I had something to ruin the 69 for you, and I can't remember what it is now. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> well, this brings an end to this special edition of Fake Movie Experts as we're moving on to our normal uh, product. And I, I think it was Rick's pick, right? Or Oh, right, boys, right. Are, are we done with Batman? Are we kind of hooked on Batman right now? I'm hooked. I think he's hooked. I mean, do we just do more Batman? Do we do a group pick? It's been, we haven't done a group pick since December. It's been a while. So, group you know what? Pick. We're going to do Wait, a group. What? What? Uh, use are, are, we three, com. Are, we, are we three musketeering it? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to cross swords? This is where you can compare on what lube you need to go to get to. <laughs> you send us a dick pic and we tell you what your best lube is. A low ri- yeah, send us a picture of your hog. Keith.swetland.comcast.net, I believe, right? At, uh, it's Hotmail. At Hotmail. At Hotmail. Someone's going to own that and get very weird emails. <laughs> you like this big boy? No. So as a group pick, Batman's on the brain, so we're going to go back and watch the first four Batmans. 1989, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Arguably the best Batman movie. Why are you laughing through that one, Joe? Chill out. What are you you talking about? The Ice Age. I don't know why you're laughing that we're going to get to watch such a theatrical great movie such as Batman and Robin. I can just tell you, I've seen that. I saw that in theaters opening weekend. Fuck you. Who, of course. Are you I not the, a millennial? Of course you did. I have the soundtrack. <laughs> Again, are you not a millennial? Of course you did. There were two soundtracks as a millennial child you had to own. Space Jam. 
and Batman. Batman. Oh, yeah. So coming next week here on Fake Movie Experts, we're doing Batman 1989. I have not seen this movie. And also going to that Catwoman from this Catwoman is going to be very jarring. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that being returns. But I can't wait because I, I have my 4Ks to uh, pop. Busting, as Keith would say. Yes. Joe yes. about to be busting out here. <laughs> Keith, do you want to bust any promo codes for we? Yeah, go on uh, to uh, DysonVacuums.com. Dyson. And type in um, Joe Rogan podcast sucks. <laughs> Hey, check. See, she's that joke I just did right there. <laughs> okay, keys back. For, for for that, you can you can go to Dyson.com or you can go to uh no That's right, nocellentertainment.com where you can find all of our blogs, all of our podcasts, everything we do. You can also find us on iTunes and now Spotify, baby. Wouldn't it be cool if we started beef with Joe Rogan on fake movie experts? Just like towering titan of the greatest like, it would be fantastic of all time it would be super <laughs> toxic because of how fucking idiotic his fan base is we'd be getting he, death threats on the regular but he gets death threats on the regular not real from David us. versus goliath yes <laughs> but like always you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts mr wayne your parents are dead sir 